For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 8.14, All Rise, where we are covering the novel Grave Peril. My name is Tanzan, and I am joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. And Jess. Hi. Chapter 28. Dresden convinces Susan to leave the party, even though she is reluctant and no longer seems to trust him. As they leave, they come upon Mavra of the Black Court of Vampires. Dresden figures out she is who's pulling the nightmare's strings. Mavra threatens to harm the person who is not under the laws of protection, but the trio are able to defend themselves. As they are about to leave, court begins, and they are unable to escape. So Dresden is gobsmacked that Susan doesn't know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a, are you fucking kidding me? I think that's pretty much what he says. <laughs> He's like, it's one of a... So, um, yeah, sorry, do I, it's going to sound odd, do I, do I know you? <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to upset you, mister. It's like, Justin. <laughs> Poor guy. It's like, oh, yeah, aren't you the guy that just opened up? <laughs> yeah, which means she did. It's a nice quick uh, view into how she first met him. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Didn't you just open up a place? Mm. Aren't you the guy who just opened a business as a wizard? <laughs> I would love if we could sit down and talk sometime. So Michael's like, uh, Harry, I think we gotta get going, like, right, things are gonna, and, uh, and he's like, yeah, and then he's all, and I, I get this, but even in this day and age, it's a little, like, it seems like a lot longer than early 2000s, but he's like, Susan Lynch, she's like, uh, I don't know you, it's Miss Rodriguez, I'm like, I don't think I've ever had anybody call me Miss or Mrs. or, you know, yeah, I'm like, I know sometimes it's weird, like, sometimes... Like, I can remember sometimes my parents getting a bit, because they definitely were more along, like, the call me Mr. and Mrs. And, like, my friends growing up would call them, like, Mr. and Mrs. They wouldn't call them by their first names or whatever, right? And then it was weird, because I had one or two of my friends' parents who were, like, you can just call me. And I'm like, mm, no, I can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my parents have, like, drilled this into me. It's weird. I can't. You're someone-so's mom. You're Mrs. Whatever, right? But um, but certainly, you know, by the time I had reached adulthood and stuff like that. But yeah, they'd be like, oh, you're like, you know, cashiers in the grocery store, like addressing you by your first name or something, you know, if you paid with like a check or a credit card or something. And I'm like, yeah, it's been that way my whole entire life. Like, you know, like it's become that push of like, be more friendly, get to know people, call everybody by their first name, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's funny to me that being of like a similar age and stuff like that, like this is 20 years ago. Right. She's like, call me Miss Rodriguez. <laughs> well, I wonder if it's because she's on the job kind of thing. Yeah. Like she doesn't I, recognize him, he's a stranger and she's working. I get that. Like I sort of see, but it's just funny to me because. Yeah, as a young to mid 20s, it's still a little bit like. Yeah, it was like, does, like, obviously he knows your name. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's just weird. It's just, I don't think I've ever, like, corrected anybody and been like, I don't know you, don't call me that, you know? <laughs> like, even if it was vaguely, even if it was like, I don't know you, why are you? But, yeah, it was just sort of funny to me that she's that specific yeah, professional. I guess maybe that's why I'm 
you know, not an accredited journalist like Susan or something, because <laughs> I just don't have the oomph to go out there and be like, excuse me, do not call me by my first name. Yeah. So they talk to Susan a little bit more, and they sort of figure out that um, the memory loss is very specific very. To, to Dresden, to Michael, and to Leah. Like yeah. she, she remembers doing things, but doesn't remember their interaction with her. Yeah. Which... I think that's interesting use of taking time out of context. So it's one year of memory, but it's very specific. Like here's here's one minute that's gone. Yeah, not that whole fifteen minute convers or fifteen minute time frame, but that or just the one minute that you were whatever. in. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. That it's not just the last year or a random year. You know, she can't remember anything about from when she was fifteen. You know, it's like exactly. It's picking and choosing what constituted that year and again this is why it's always lawyering with the fairies it's Mm -hmm. letter of the law spirit of the law you know they assumed that would mean xyz and something called abc and whatever so yeah because she's known him longer than a year's time correct like from yes timeline from well, point A to point B. It's been like, say, three years since we've, two to three years since Stormfront, uh, right? She already knew him, right? So exactly like, yeah, he opened up shop, you know, a couple of years ago and she, and he says, I think in Stormfront when he's introducing her that she tracked him down Yeah, I think shortly. it's been one and a half since Stormfront. Okay. And then, yeah, yeah. a little bit before Stormfront. So, yeah. yeah, it's probably been about two years because, yeah, when he sort of first hung out his shingle or whatever, she was like, there's a wizard in town? <laughs> and I got to check. And, you know, sought him out for an interview then, right? So they've been dating for, you know, but a year been. and a half or whatever now, but have known each other a bit longer. Yeah, well, pr- they've been dating, yeah, about one year, because it was full moon when they got together. Or no, like, right after full was, moon, wasn't it? Their first date was in Stormfront oh, was when it? the Toad Demon came after Oh, them. yes, you're right, yes, you're right, okay. Never mind then. But anyways, regardless Point of is, yeah, whatever this... When you're only taking, you know, every time they were specifically with each other... Yeah, it cuts it down a lot, you know. Yeah. Clearly, it added less, le- up to less than a year's time. Which, you know, Harry, if you didn't pull off your girlfriend so much, maybe it would have been more <laughs> than a year's <laughs> worth of memories. <laughs> Ching. Just saying. Oof. Just saying. Guys, you listening out there? Give your girl a hug. <laughs> um, or you know, whoever you're <laughs> longer than a year's worth. <laughs> yeah. So this is interesting how they sort of piece this together. I mean, I've got to think it's got to be hugely disconcerting. So first of all, I wasn't being told, like, exactly if, to me, a stranger walked up and was like, no, we totally know each other. I'm like, mm, yeah, whatever. Especially in this day and age when people do creepy weird shit like that all the time. And you're like, I yeah, just this day and age. Well, okay. Jack the Ripper, you are good. Slay. <laughs> Ted Bundy, fine. Fine. Once again, Zodiac there is killer. a broader scope to be able to, was he just walking up to those women and being like, hey, we totally know each other. You met me last week. Come on, let's go hang out. I need help getting to my car. Well, that's different. Can you different. help me he carry these textbooks okay, to my car? I'm talking about if somebody came up and was like, <laughs> I know you. That was you. what he did. Yeah, okay, but. <laughs> my arm's broken. Help me. Blah, 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 blah. Can we not? <laughs> this is not a true crime murder podcast. We're not going there. Yet. <laughs> Maybe this will all become true one day. (laughs) No. However, my point is, is yes, I would be somewhat disconcerted if somebody, you know, came up to me and swore up and down that they knew me and I knew who they were and we'd met before and I had absolutely no recollection of this. I'd be like, you're fucking psycho. Especially Uh, since they're they're able to actually tell her things that... But that they know things that she did. And that's what we write. So this to me is the flip side. So on the one side... It sort of gets her thinking there might be something to it because otherwise, how would they know 
you know, I mean, maybe her name, I mean, I'm sure her articles are published with her full name, so maybe just knowing who she is that way, but exactly, but the details of how she got into the party and where she got the invitation and coming down to the jail, right? Those things she has, but she just doesn't remember the specific, like you say, Michael and Dresden or whatever. So it's 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 both more believable and, and more upsetting. It's like, I get being automatically hostile, because I am, but like, <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, though, it's also like one of those, like, um, rules of life is like if someone comes up to you and tells you they're stuck in a time loop, you have to believe them. <laughs> because just because? Well, yeah, you gotta oh. help them escape the time loop. What did oh. I do yesterday? Let me fucking break it and help you escape this hell. Yeah, you just gotta do it. If you someone just... comes up to you and tells you they're in a time loop, you've gotta simply believe them. Or well, especially if they have it. Guess how we're starting the podcast you next this week. This and this and this. Oh, oh shit! Gotta help you. <laughs> Timeline time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly though. You just, you know. But you wouldn't remember. You want Because you didn't. Which not is why leap. you have to just. It just has to be a rule of life that if someone comes up and tells you you're in a time leap, you've got to just believe them. That's just like a rule of life. Like, no. You, you have just started the next modus operandi for some psycho serial killer out there. We're Which is, of course, listening to our podcast. Right you now. never know. <laughs> These things they have say a way you of getting 25 around. on the street now. Right? <laughs> Uh, one person that somewhere will mention it, and it'll be out there on the internet, and it'll spread around. What are the odds a serial killer is listening s- to a podcast made by serial killers? It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. another. T- <laughs> well, now we're gonna get shut down. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, so this is very strange. I mean, again, let's hear it for literary book characters and movie plots that just take things in stride. You're stuck in a time loop. Okay, I'll help you. So yeah, she's like, I don't really. So yeah, I mean, in okay, all fairness, she's kind of right like, now, she's like, this is the weirdest pickup line ever, yeah. you know? Which I was like, I get, but if I'm ever stuck in a time loop, I'm not coming to either of you. Clearly, neither of you would be I, helpful. Apparently not. But I might believe. <laughs> Thank I, you. I don't know. You did <laughs> not, Mom. You got some explaining to do, Lucy. Yeah, you'd have to convince me. <laughs> Mom See, if I had a gap in my memory of like, although in all fairness, lots of times I have gaps in my. We've already I'm gone sure through this whole like. This. I don't remember. Lord knows I have gaps in my memory. Hello, dressed in files. Nice to meet you again. <laughs> but Mom's already admitted to having face blindness of herself. That's true. So, yeah, I don't think I'd have <laughs> come true. to Mom anyways for help. <laughs> Every morning I she looks in the mirror and she's like, oh. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, yeah, well, okay, yeah. yes, when I first get up in the morning and look in the mirror, I probably am doing a scare jump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Harry, if like I just actively, oh, I don't want to know what's there. I don't, I don't want to see that. Uh, anyways, so yeah, good, bad, indifferent, believable or not, I don't know, she... Yeah, she's she's definitely wary, and he's like, well, let's all get out of here. And she's like, I don't know you. But he's yeah, like, okay. Susan, so you don't even know how many times he's blown you off, so you should be very chill and happy with him. <laughs> right? Well, Susan's like him, other than the fact that he's like, all right, we just met, let's leave this party. And she's like, mm, I don't think so, weird guy. And he's like, okay, I get that. <clears throat> At least let us, like, escort you out of here, because, you know, she does remember that she's at a vampire party and all of that kind of stuff, and that she came to get her story and everything like that. She knows why she's there that way. She knows she got a fake invitation, just doesn't remember how or where or who's. Um, so she does kind of agree that, okay, she will let these two guys, you know, at least help her out of where they are. Because he's like, do you have a car and everything? And she's like, mm. So he's like, fine, just let us get you out. Which, 
Again, small here. I'm like, that seems just as creepy. Like if you're gonna, I mean, are you gonna get like literally like just outside the house and then they're gonna like watch you walk down the street? Or are you gonna let them walk you like to your car? Because it seems like once these two guys have you at your car, it's not that hard to shove you in the vehicle and drive off with you or shove you in the trunk or do whatever. So I don't know what her plan is sort of outside of. Do you know what I thought was interesting though? But they, they do eventually, she does eventually agree. Yeah. And she turns off a voice recorder. Click. Yeah, that's Which true. has been recording <laughs> the whole conversation that they that of her with Leah agreeing to give up one year of her memories. That is true. And and he hears it. He, yeah, he hears, hears it go click. click. He hears so he knows off. she's recorded the conversation. Yeah, he'd been like, hey, can you just back that up a few minutes? Now, who knows with fairy magic, maybe she could have deleted the tape too. I don't know. But you're right. Why didn't they go? Oh, wait a minute. Did you just turn off a tape recorder? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I could understand why not playing it in the moment, though, would be a bad idea. Yeah. You know, like, it was much better to, like, let's get out of here and not stop to watch a video on your phone. <laughs> like, I you know, guess, like, but considering she's, like, doesn't want to go with him, that, as you say, would have been a quick and easy way to prove that you know us. And But even is- that one, I'd be willing, like, that would take too long to, like, who knows when she started recording. If it was three hours ago and it's an old-timey recording, they you only might have to, to back up five minutes it. to the conversation. Can you back up on her? Can you just yeah. stop oh, recording, start? at the beginning how would i know oh. i wasn't alive 400 years ago when it was invented Ouch. <laughs> okay so do you know how on computers and things you have like a fast forward and a rewind button yeah, on a computer those, a tiny little those, thing those exist because they used to be on actual tape recorders and things and you could fast forward and you could rewind <laughs> and you could just click on it and have it rewind all the way to the beginning until it stopped or you could just hold it down for a bit and have it rewind and then stop it and play from where it was. And it made that funky little weird weird sound. <laughs> yeah, I just did it, yeah. Yeah. But yes, they could have just backed it up a little bit. So, but yes, that is also a very good point of blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, where I was first going when you said that is that, yeah, she finally agrees to go out with these two strangers. Leave the fucking, they don't know you're recording this. Leave the fucking tape recorder on in case they try to do something. Now you've got, I have a recording of these two guys who tried to kidnap me. Two men escorting me at party is when I start the recording. (laughs) Right, exactly. So there's all kinds of things that are just kinky about this whole butcher. Butcher, butcher, butcher. It's just like a male author to be like, vampires are the only scary thing here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was awesome. That was very awesome. I've seen too many we, of those. We movies. already know he's, he's pretty lacking on the female perspective in these books. I will actually say, though, that somebody brought up a good point uh, recently on the internet. They're like, if you read his other series, he has none of that male gaze. He's like, it's he doesn't have it when he talks in like Thomas's point of view. He doesn't have it when he talks in Murphy's point of view. The only time that male gaze comes up is when he's talking in Dresden's point of view. So I was like, that actually helps me, you know, give Butcher a little bit more credit, you know? Because it doesn't come up. None of his characters in the cauldron of Oogie Boogie Boo. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck his other series are. I haven't read them. Cinder Spires and... The Furies of Caldera. And Fury of... Whatever you said. Caldera. Anyways. Uh, yeah. The Codex, it, the Codex Alera. Even his... Yeah. Oh, Furies his, of Calderon. That was the first book. Furies of Calderon. The Codex okay. Alera and the Cinder Spires. Those two, yeah. Apparently, you know, his male famous. characters in there don't have the same sort of. So, you know. th- so this is purposeful that he does. So yeah, this. It's, it's well, which which we've talked about before. Yeah. Is that like it's part of just Harry's like you know flaw is just like this overly chauvinistic and sometimes um, misogynistic sort of a thing going on, you know? But yeah, it's a you know sometimes twenty year old boy girl yeah. pretty. Which to be fair, also you know was how old Butcher was when he first wrote these, and now he's you know. As he's written Not. his other series. <laughs> he was, I, I'm pretty sure he was in his 30s by the time he started his other series. 
at the very least late 20s if he started them before they were publishing things but seems legit yeah for sure so yeah that could also help <laughs> maybe he got that feedback <laughs> you know maybe you got to lay off on that a little yeah. bit <laughs> so yeah no that is that is fair the trio are about to leave and dresden senses someone he uses the site and discovers the hamlet lookalike Turns out she's yes. a she and carrying. I love that she's carrying a real skull. I know. Nice and creepy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He's like a real skull. The bloodstains are more than like a few hours old. Like it's it's real and it's fresh, which is Thank extra you. gross. Which is just Yikes. perfect vampire. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks. Again, this is you know his way to like introduce characters quickly without a lot. <laughs> So, a creepy person with a real skull. Okay, you get who she is? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so, she, you know, I would say she looks like death warmed over, but apparently she doesn't even have the warmed over part. Um, she's just got, like, filmy, gauzy, cataract eye. She's got, like, pallid, blue almost, tinged. like, translucent, blue-gray skin yeah. and and very unnatural lack of movement. You know, so like her mouth and her eyes as they're talking, but like her whole entire body. A real looker. Yeah, we really get an, an introduction to the to the the black the black court. court with this. We've got a little little tiny taste of the white court, just a little bit. Just just yeah. This is one character that's very an pretty. With the, the Tom Tom. Yeah, we know yeah. quite a bit more about the red the red court. Yeah, because and that of the previous books incorporates. And- some sort of generic vampire lore that we know, but also has some different. And have you ever heard of Vampire the Masquerade? It's a live yes. role playing game. Yes. So there are different classes of vampires, and this is what it completely reminds me of because there's like, uh, like not all vampires are like the, the like the very typical Bram Stoker vampire, right? Like, like this, so you've got the, the ones that are the Nosferatu that are ugly and. Can't so, can't socially can't interact with people, as, and then the yeah. bruja. Or, I forget. I don't. There's bruja. Room Callahan. What? Yeah, but there's they, they have like I think twelve different kinds of clans, mm. right? Which this completely reminds me of. It wouldn't surprise me if some of this lore was borrowed. From Whichever came first. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, yeah. Essentially, Jumbo just said he's like I went and found like every piece of vampire lore ever, and I divided it up between four groups. So I'm sure, yeah, he stole it from... If that had already existed, I'm sure he would have gone there as well and stolen some things from that as well as every other vampire lore thus far. Um, But we also know from earlier in the book, too, like, that... I don't know who it was. Someone's made a throwaway comment, and they're like, the black cord or whatever's left Thomas. of it, you know, like, was it Thomas? Yeah, yeah like, when they meet Thomas, because he introduces himself to the white cord, and Harry's like, the white cord? And, and Mike Michael's like, like, three cords, mm. black cord, and he's like, I need that. I that. <laughs> <laughs> Although the black, and then Thomas is like, black cord's really, you know. Yeah. The poor deers have fallen on hard times. Yeah. They barely exist anymore. Yeah. Right. So we know that not only is Maver of the black cord, but she is one of the few left of the black court whatever a few vampires means yeah (laughs) yeah there's only like you know 20 million instead of a billion now yeah nothing to worry about um yeah so she's basically as dead as dead can be um apparently doesn't get to look purdy like the reds do the reds can either look gross and slimy and bat like or they can put their little flesh masks on and just pass for everyday purdy people and again we don't know if that's like a part of like who they look like as a human or if they can pick any face they want or 
because it just says they have this mask that they pull on. Need a little camouflage. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we talked about that. But anyways, um, and then it was funny because again the reread and the intense and like really listening and we we're talking about that and then all of a sudden I had just like this crazy comical moment of just like almost like a cartoon or like paper cut out copy of puppet thing of like mob which like the eyes are like googling or you know dancing and moving and like or you know where they have like that superimposing like, your mouth like, they'll take like a like a still photo of a celebrity and then they put you know jimmy fallon's mouth talking or whatever oh. it's like almost like that because they're like she just was perfectly still with like her eyes and her head and so, like all of a sudden my brain just went to like this comic thing of like these eyes like darting back and forth and like this entire body that like doesn't move but yes, I don't think it was as comical as that for Harry and them. I think it was a lot more creepy. <laughs> Probably a little scary. Probably oh, a little shit. scary. Part of the dramatics, too, is that, like, Michael turns into, like, full-on presenter again. He's like, Harry, Wizard of the White Council, this is Mavra of the Black Court of Vampires. And it's like, damn, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like he's holding all of the, the supernatural car- like, traitor cards, you know? Yeah. It's <laughs> exactly who every single person is. <laughs> The Nico D'Angelo with like, his mytho magic cards. Uh, like, right. I got it's like, shit. again, is this is this supposed to be like it's either convenience of having her? Like, is this a specific nod to Michael having been in the game longer than Harry? Like, again, Which, they're emphasizing this 20 years that he's got that he's like, I already met. Like, I know. Yeah. It's like, you sort of know these things are out here. I've been dealing with them. Which I really do think is a part of it, too. Is like, it just elevates Michael that much more. It's like, he may not be our main character, but like. Yeah. <laughs> to, to a point, he's almost a talking head. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> don't, don't underestimate him and you know, stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, he's not just, yeah, he's... I think it's a really great way of imparting information to your reader without having Harry hold all of the cards kind of thing. Well, exactly. And, and, and add depth to it to a character at the same time. Yeah, exactly. It is a nice way. And like I say, that's the advantage that, yeah. I mean, again, it would have been weird if Susan was mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm like, okay, well, she's a reporter. But yeah, whereas Michael, it's like... Yeah, no, this dude knows what's going on. Yeah. Like, he seems meek, mild-mannered, whatever, but as Harry's been telling us, like, just because he's polite doesn't mean he won't kick your ass and kill the fuck out of you. And it, it shows how much of a badass he is, because it's not just like, oh, yeah, I know this one, but I know this one because I killed your brother. I know this one because I killed your children and your grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's true, too. <laughs> Whereas Harry is starting to have... I read about him in a book. Michael, I've killed your whole family. What up, bitch? (laughs) Okay, I was going to say, you read about him in a book, but Michael, Harry is, like, you know, with Bianca, I'm like, he's sort of a a social way of starting to get to know some of these entities and things and stuff like that, right? Where he's got to uh, interact with them without, you know, like, not a great example, but like the street wolves or whatever, right? It was like, okay, well, now you're aware that they exist and you have to, you know, play by the rules and not, you know, same thing. It's like, oh, the vampire court, you know, you have to play by the rules, you're coming to the party, you didn't aware exactly. Whereas Mike of like, yeah, I don't socialize with these. I don't have to. It's just I've met them and killed them. Yeah. <laughs> and My history <laughs> with this people is well established. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do also like, though, it helps establish too, like, um, you know, there's going to come a time and point when Harry surpasses the supernatural knowledge that Michael that has, Michael right? Has, yeah. And this really does help lay the groundwork to, like, show just how far Harry's going to come one down. day, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Like, that for now, yeah, like... The student has become the teacher. Well, fully, it's like, it's not even like, I mean, it becomes a big thing in the books when, like, all the bad guys are like, me and you, you don't know shit. Like, I was like, you know, even with Kyle and Kelly, like, oh, is that what she told you her name was? Like, <laughs> every villain gets to have that speech with Harry book after book after book after book after book, and they're like, oh, you're so dumb. You think this is what's happening? Like, okay, right? Yeah. But it really shows it now, because it's like... Even in this, it's like, you know, Murphy was imparting all the information to Stormfront and Full Moon. You've got Michael, who's been doing a lot of this in the Grave Peril. And next book, we're going to obviously meet with um, 
Lily and Fix and them, and they're going to be giving a lot of this background, or you're going to meet the queens, right? Like, you've got a lot of these other people who are constantly just like, information, dump, information, dump, information, dump, and Harry's like, fuck, like, I'm a wizard, I know, like, I can keep up with it, it's okay, but then, you know, as we get on to things like changes and shit, it's all these other characters who are running after Harry, like, fuck, tell us the plan, he's like, I don't have time for that, like, (laughs) bitch, meet me in Mexico tomorrow, (laughs) right? It's like, no big spoilers, but a lot of the cast that we meet in these next few books are running on Harry's heels by changes and, you know, further on from there, right? So it is, it really does show just how much of, um... Much this boy's growing, and, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. How much he doesn't know and how much he's gonna. Yeah, exactly. Which again, you know, it's it's funny to look back and try to remember. Like, you know, we've read the entire series. We know what's gonna happen. We know who's who. We know at this point mm-hmm. who to trust and who we are gonna learn more about. And we know who's dead right now in reality and whose conversations don't matter and what these people mean in this moment and like what is this thread yeah, or this bargain or what's gonna pay off right? who are but the ones that are repeat to go back and re- read this again and remember and be like oh baby doesn't know anything <laughs> right but apparently he has learned to hold his tongue for like half a second I don't know again if this just serves the plot of the book or maybe you know Faravax <laughs> smacking him on his ass because, yeah, he gets he gets the spidey sense starts tingling, so he pulls up the site, and there's this Hamlet person who they thought had wandered off is standing on the stairs. And she's like, well done, wizard. You know, she's like, few, uh, very few can see me when I do not wish to be seen. And he's like, thank you. Excuse me, we're leaving. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then again, he's like, oh, this is time. You know, I get to socialize and meet. And he's like, oh, I don't have time for pleasantries. And he's like, you know, thanks, ma'am. And please, you know what I mean? Like, he's being so, like, where everybody else, I mean, wizards, and they're like, Kyle and Kelly's like, fuck you. So you're like, oh, here's another, here's another vampire. And, like, even Thomas, like, they didn't have a negative interaction, but they've been wisecracking and, and mm-hmm. beacon off to each other. You know what I mean? Thomas has been giving it back. That's why Harry likes, right? Yeah. But, I mean, there's there's no formality. There was no uh, professionalism or whatever, you know? <laughs> and and what's, like, what's especially funny at this this whole point afterwards as well is that you know that Bianca has, like, the red court behind her. You know that Thomas has the white court behind him. You know that um, Fairfax yeah, has the fucking goddamn power behind <laughs> him. Has his pinky finger behind him. You know, the Leanne side has, Leon, like, the, yeah. you know, fairy whatever, court, fairy yeah. court behind her, right? For all intents and purposes, this is, like, the number one easiest hit in the place. You'd be like, the black court doesn't have anyone behind her. And he's like, it's hi, been ma'am, sorry, ma'am, we were just meeting, ma'am. <laughs> exactly. It's like, if you just fucking blasted her off her ass when you yeah, first got right? to the stairs. But no, you had to go mess with the dragon first, and now you're a little bit cautious. Yes, ma'am, sorry, ma'am, we were just leaving, ma'am. Yeah. So she decides, <sighs> No. <laughs> And she points out what they were hoping to avoid. Yes. <laughs> Never knows somebody is not covered under the protection of hospitality. Yeah. She tells Dresden to choose who is going to leave, and the others, well, the other one is going to be hers. She'll, presumably she'll have a discussion with them. <laughs> chomp, chomp. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Susan too. Yeah, because Michael's like she's no lady. Um, you know, she's maver, blah blah blah. And then she's like oh, a real vampire. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Susan. So it's like I don't know whatever else you've been doing or whoever else you may or may not have been talking to this whole time, but now that like these other guys are having a conversation that you're not included, and you know now you're like oh, them. I'm like, it doesn't matter that you were talking to, like a really high like fairy, you know, who like explained to you why you were in trouble. Then she was like, oh whatever, but now she's like oh, a vampire. Like I know Susan had a lot of shit going on, but like I kind of wish she'd kept up with this whole like reporter 
shtick? A shtick and further books too. Like just was like a nonstop habit. Just like let me get on my patent pen. You know? <laughs> yeah, like after this, she's obviously got bigger worries, right? Yeah. But I'm just like, it's kind of funny. It's like she just was really leaning into it in these early books. <laughs> right. It was her whole raison d'etre. Yeah. So Michael volunteers to stay, but Susan isn't having anything to do with it. She's like, nope. Right, yeah. So well, yeah. So this is the thing is that we learned that that Mavra's got a specific beef with Michael because of it too, right? So she's like, yeah, pick, and he's like, well, if it's not Michael, she's like, well, we'll have words because he like slaughtered all the vampires I named. Right? <laughs> Michael's like, oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> she's like, shame you don't have the sword, right? So yeah, and then Harry's like, well, if I leave Susan, then she's definitely not. It, there's, there's. No mitigating circumstances, but yeah. Like the funny thing here, like, though, is that like you'd think it'd be Bianca's right to uh, the uninvited guest. Oh, not yeah, this yeah. other yeah. random guest. <laughs> yeah, you're right, and it hasn't really been said here. I mean, yeah, we find out that Mavra's kind of an important yeah, guest and stuff like that, but um, yeah, you're right. You'd think it would... They broke Bianca's rule. Bianca would be the one to get to say what happens or not, whether she should get first dibs or not. But maybe it's simply a case of finders keepers, yeah, I was you say, know? Um, Barbara like, called dibs first. Yeah, <laughs> it's like maybe she's like, mm, I'm the one that spotted, I'm the one that knows you're the fake. So I get to. She might be just trying to take advantage of that moment for herself, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, and she's got options because, I mean, if it's if he takes Michael and runs, then she could always offer to turn Susan over to Bianca and Bianca can either accept it or be like, oh no, go ahead, Mavra, she's all yours. And same thing, if she gets Michael, she could be like, mm, I have beef with this guy, mind if I, you know, and Bianca could be all, oh, absolutely, go ahead. And, you know, so I'm like, either way, I suppose she can still... And you make a good point that Bianca's probably already dispatched her anyways to go and do this. There's a good chance. Yeah. Put up to it, if it wasn't even Marva's idea in the beginning, but... Yeah. Either exactly, way. but yes, you're right. It's, it's We don't know if she's poaching or not here. <laughs> but still, oh, if I were Harry, I'd have been like, oh, shouldn't this be Bianca's choice? <laughs> yeah, you think he'd be like be pulling out any card yeah, he could right? to try and delay the inevitable. Be like, mm, excuse me, you're not the boss of this party, all right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it Except he's too busy looking in, in Susan's picnic basket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Snooping. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, they're kind of having this conversation. Susan's like, um, excuse me, I'm a part of this too. And notices that, yeah, when she moves past that, finally the vampire like flinches or whatever. And I do, I love this line. She's like, um, excuse me, what do you think you're doing? He's like, I'm just looking in your picnic basket. <laughs> like, thank you, Yogi Bear. <laughs> <laughs> he discovers holy water, garlic, crosses, and a 45. <laughs> Yeah. Is that a 38? It's a 45. <laughs> <laughs> so Dresden takes the garlic and tosses it towards Mavra, who instantly just poof, poof, out of the way. Just, yeah, Ooh, zaps that. herself <laughs> out of the way. Yeah, none, none of this doesn't doesn't uh, deign to, you know, jump out of the way. You're like, Bleh. she just ceases to be there anymore. <laughs> so Dresden's like, oh, boom, yeah. And this is, yeah, and there's like, oh, this is the whole... I think this is where he makes the yeah here it is where he makes the reference to because um, he's like oh does this have to really like bother you or whatever and then yeah when she flinches away from he's like I'd say that's a big yes he's <laughs> like is that what happened hmm Stoker published a big book of black court vampire slaying <laughs> I love that that he takes like actual real books to, to add to the Dresden verse lore yeah perfect and I, I swear we've had I don't know if it's in Buffy or somewhere else or maybe it's just here but I'm like I feel like we've had reference to that elsewhere where basically they were like. Stoker's book was like a how-to guide on how to, (laughs) you know, but, uh, but regardless, yeah, it's nice. So it's like, so apparently these things are all effective in this case. 
I like how Harry lost the uh, manners real quick. <laughs> yeah. As soon as, uh, as soon as, who, who threw the garlic? Was it Michael? He did, he did. Oh, it was Harry who threw the garlic. Yeah, because like, he's like yeah. sniffing through yeah. the basket. He takes it out yeah. and flicks it at her. Tosses the garlic and he's instantly, ha, 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 I can be a dick again. I have garlic. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have the upper hand again. He's like, wait, I know who you are and what you are. And now it's like, instantly, okay. Instantly, he's like, all you're, right. You're no dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Screw this shit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. He's like, is it a dragon? Not a dragon? Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's like, she's like, it matters literally. You know, your people of paper and cotton and can rip you to shreds or whatever. He's like, mm, else we've had an extra spicy pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, yeah, basically right then. He's like, let's get out of here, guys. And yeah, and then she pulls out the magic to stop them. Yeah, she gathers the darkness into her hands and Harry recognizes the energy and figures that Mavra is the one that has been pulling the, the, the strings the on string. the nightmare. So there's that dark, corrupt, barbed wire magic, right? So he's like, booyah. Unfortunately, she's now trying to use it on us and block our escape, but I figured it out. <laughs> so, you know, not, not only is she a, a vampire, but she's also a wizard, which is cheating. Yeah, because Susan's like, uh, can vampires do that? He's like, uh, wizards can. <laughs> it's like, no fair, you don't get to double up. Yeah. Well, and Dresden does realize she's waiting for him to take the first, for, for him to take the first swing. So she's just sort of threatening him. Yeah, like, so he's like, it, gets on the defensive it, for a second and then realizes she's just holding position. And he's like, oh, because you can't. The laws of hospitality. Yeah. That's a big, big. Yeah, so then he's like. Gotcha well, for everybody. Uh, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm not going to do anything because then I'm be the one, right? So he's like, we're just going to walk out of here because if you make a move against us. Right, so yeah, they've got this bit of a standoff for a bit. Um, so I feel like she, she does eventually go to make a move because that's when Susan and, and Michael pull the crosses out. So does she? Does yes. he eventually provoke um, her into? He he. Well, what happens first is he tells her to move, and otherwise he's going to turn her into a greasy spot on the floor, and she takes offense to that. Right. Yeah. And lunges, really and that's when the two of them pull their crosses out. So Boom. yeah. So that's when he provokes her into making the first move. Is it? That she starts to come at him, yeah. And he's, like, prepared, but kind of, like, with, with the thing, like, not prepared enough. It was, like, you know, like, you sort of were expecting uh, Mr. Farrow to do something, but he's, like, caught me a breath too late, and I was in the same thing here. He's, like, I expected her to move something, but I wasn't fast enough, and thankfully, you know, Susan and Michael saved my ass again. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they've got their, him using his, his cross-hilt dagger as a sword, and her using one of the crosses in her bikini basket. So confirmed, Susan is Catholic. Susan has some faith there, Christian which... Has. Christian, I guess, doesn't have to be Catholic. Yeah. Has faith in the Lord. Has has some faith yeah. in the cross, faith at least. in the cross or something, which, yeah. I um, love Michael's moment here, right? Because when, when, it diffuses uh, Mavra's spell, and he starts to, to spout off at, at Mavra. Blood of the dragon, that old serpent, Michael said quietly, you and yours have no power here. Your threats are hollow. Your words are empty of truth, just as your heart is empty of love. Your body of life, cease this now before you tempt the wrath of the Almighty. He glanced aside at me and added, probably for my benefit, or before my friend Harry turns you into a greasy spot on the floor. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, but the whole blood of the dragon, um, blood of the dragon, that old serpent or whatever like that is it's like... like a Lucifer yeah, reference. Yeah, it's like a Lucifer reference, right? Mm-hmm. Well, she's so, got evil magic. No, I know, I know. So... I know. Yeah. 
I'm just saying, like, I, you know. I thought with, um... We've got a dragon in the room. We do. <laughs> I thought that is with, uh, with Bram Stoker's stuff, when he's talking about the uh, Dracula. Dracula's uh, uh, something of the dragon. But I... I do not I, I don't remember properly, so that, that might be an allusion to Dracula. Maybe. Which? Oh, gross. <laughs> also... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just because that old serpent, like not the blood of the dragon specifically, but that old serpent definitely to me was like, oh, that sounds like an old. Yeah, I had biblical um, reference. Yeah, I had something here that like you know I don't really believe in, but it was like the name Lucifer comes from the Latin Lucy or Lux, meaning light, and Fair comes from Pharaoh as in bearer or bringer. So sometimes Lucifer being referred to as a dragon. Mm. But that seems a little bit far-fetched. A little bit of a stretch to connect them. But when, you know, you bring up the fact we've got, you know, Dracul. And I might be thinking of some other offshoot books that are not specifically Bram Stoker. Yeah, and I've never actually read the original Dracula or anything like that, so I don't. But yeah, either way, though... Basically, yeah. Not good magic. <laughs> Definitely in opposition of the White Lord, <laughs> the Almighty. Um, so, yeah, basically, he's like, whatever. You've got, yeah, you hold no sway. You've got no power. We can, he's like, and also Harry. Harry can also, you know. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Michael. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so she backs off a bit then. Um, and then basically, yeah, she's like, well, no matter, time's up. And they're like, what? Power? What? Susan's like, what do you mean? And she's like, the hour of socialization. <laughs> and they're like, what? And, she, and it, like, I guess whatever. But it's like she just walks up and closes the doors. I'm like, you couldn't have done that in the first place. Like, I don't know. I get the whole thing. But I'm like, apparently, like, so there's no other, you know, servants, guards, whatever you want to call them at the doors leading out. They've just encountered Malvra on the steps. And she's like, oh, no, you can't go. You have to. And then I'm like, basically, it's like. Once the clock strikes midnight, she just walks up and closes the door and is like, you can't leave? <laughs> like, how is that any different from, like, 30 seconds ago? Let's open the door again and leave. Like, you know, I was like, she still can't take action against you or she's broken the, so I'm like, I don't, and it's one person. It's like, obviously, you didn't have, like, three people come alone and, like, close these giant doors and put a crossbar across them and... I don't well, know, and we'll Seems get that to the next ch- in the next chapter, though. But it's but I mean it, that's getting a little bit of head. But it says that um, that they can't leave once court is in session because it's an affront to Bianca herself, and that she can take instant revenge. I guess, but it, I maybe because boom, it's that literal. Maybe that's the lights it. Was, go out at the same time. Yeah, I, I guess maybe that's the whole thing. It's just that the time is signifying. But yeah, I was just like basically I'm like she just went and closed the doors. I'm not gonna open them and walk out. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like you're not actually like blocked in here anymore. You still only got one person between you and the outside. Intermission like, has ended. I mean, it's rude to leave in the middle of the show. Take the whole thing as an affront, anyways. Like, and was it actually Mavra? Because like, yes, it was okay. Because it. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. The hour, the hour of socialization. Mavra whispered back. She continued up to the top of the stairs and gently shut the doors leading out. Right, they closed okay. with an om- ominous boom. All the lights went out, all but the pale blue nimbus around my hand and the f- faded glory of the two crosses. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, right? Like, yes, I guess. Obviously, Probably. they have to stay, blah, blah, blah. But it was just, again, one of those things that just seemed kind of like, <laughs> a, like again, more ceremonial than, you know. Like, yeah, they're all about that common her. circumstance. Just, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> but like, they fucking turn the vampire and go. Yeah. Like... You're like, I'm sorry, your watch is a little fast. Mine says it's still only... Yeah. <laughs> I did love this passage, though, when the, when the lights go out. Mm-hmm. Laughter, gentle and mocking, quiet, hissing, thick with something wet and bubbling. It's all their spit. 
came from all around us. Never have spit left. <laughs> when it comes to spooky laughter, it's tough to be vampires. You're going to have to trust me on it. On this one, they know it well. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gentle, mocking, bubbling. It's the wet and bubbling thing. <laughs> I Thomas and Justin come to Dresden and ask if they can stand with them. Mind terribly. (laughs) (laughs) Again, would you mind terribly if I stood with you? I'm not awfully well liked around these parts. And then he notices, too, that he's got, like, this ugly thing. This is, like, a brand or something. But he notices it's, like, lips. And he's like, oh, yeah, your godmother gave me a kiss. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, She's got a lot of power. Right? And, yeah, this is her being nice to Thomas. (laughs) So, yeah, so he lets his his little defensive spell fade gently. And, uh, then we get a spotlight up on the dais. And her flaming dress. It was actual flames. Um, Cannons. Yeah. All rise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she gets up to make her, her speech, and then Dresden is the one who mutters, yeah, all rise, I whispered to soft whispers and moans, rushed out of the darkness around us. Not all, not at all human. Vampire court is now in session. So, yeah, they, Mavra managed to stall long enough to, that was their one itty-bitty opportunity to get the mm-hmm. fuck out. And now, not so much. Oh, they can't. Yeah, they can't. Now it'd be super doubly rude to... Now, yeah, I guess that's it. It's like they don't even have to, like, start a fight or do anything. Now it's, like, literally just, like, leaving would be enough to break that. It's like, fuck. This concludes our episode 8.14, All Rise. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinellies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and to see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs>